Hey everyone, welcome back to the Parkies Podcast. Um, huge shout out and just a huge thank you to everyone that gave this thing a shot for episode one and the launch episode. Um, the positive feedback and the support that I've received just within a few short days of putting out episode one has been immense and awesome. I'm super grateful for everyone that uh, gave this thing a listen. Um, I plan on just keeping on flying by the seat in my pants and continuing to put out some good podcasts and some good conversation with others. And that's what I'm here to do today on episode two, because today I'm going to be chatting with my good friend, Alyssa Platt. Alyssa and I met in my second summer of summer 2019 in Glacier National Park as we worked together at the Many Glacier Hotel front desk. She was the guest service manager, the overall guest service manager, and I was one of her assistant guest service managers. And um, that's the bond that we share. That's how we formed our friendship um, in that managerial setting. And we're going to be talking about some of that today uh, with her because she has quite a bit of park and resort experience, which is awesome. And some of that is played by a management role. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to chat on the management side of things from uh, park life and the park perspective and what that means to us and the experiences that we shared. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. We have some good stuff here. And without further ado, let's welcome my friend, Alyssa Platt. All right. Well, Alyssa, welcome. And it is so awesome to hear your voice once again. We're excited to be here. And I'm so excited to talk to you today. It's been too long. It has been. This is the first time that I've heard your voice since we parted ways in September. That's true. That's kind of sad. We need to be better about it. I know. I mean, thankfully, messaging is a thing, but it it doesn't do any justice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that is one of the blessings that has come out of out of everything that's happening right now is I have had the opportunity to reconnect with so many friends from all over. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm talking to people that I haven't seen in, in 10 years. And, and now we, we chat on the weekends. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. And I, um, I've discussed that with quite a few people is as far as this pandemic and staying home or whatnot. It's just people that either you don't talk to enough or like kind of just let go under the radar. It's like, you know, you're sitting at home, not doing much. And, you know, people are like reaching out to you or you're like keeping more frequent contact with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. Um, so, I mean, that's like a big positive coming out of this entire situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're currently in Sun Valley still, and you got, I mean, it's kind of deserted out there from what I've been talking to you about. So what, can you like, just tell us like what it's like out there right now? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho, working for the resort and, um, our mountain closed a month early. So we closed the, the ski hills mid March. We closed the hotel the following weekend. And since then, um, it's, yeah, it's kind of a ghost town. Uh, a lot like, like Joe was saying from Grand Canyon, they have allowed us the people that live on property. They they've allowed us to stay on property. Um, so I'm, I'm still in kind of my studio apartment room and there's maybe 40 other people, 50 other people around. So it's, it's pretty quiet. Uh, while I was in, I had to spend some time in isolation. I actually was one of the first people here to, to get COVID-19. And, and while I was... Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even know you tested positive for it. Yeah, yep. Um, I tested positive at the, around March, 
when did I get tested? March 22nd. Yeah. Um, I oh was, gosh. I was one of the first people here to get sick and, and the, you know, the company and, and, and my managers, my friends here took really good care of me. Um, and thankfully I, I just had a, a quote unquote. Um, but by the time I, I moved back into my room after being in isolation, almost everybody was gone. Anybody that had family in the area, they went there. We were able to get all of, or most of the J1 students back to their home and yeah it's 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 very quiet around here now it's not it's nice though we're getting to know people that we wouldn't get to talk to normally obviously from a six foot distance um but like i'm meeting all these cool people who live in my building and i just never really spoke to them before man that's crazy yeah Mm -hmm. i i had seen like your up like your post uh, back during that time that you had t- uh, you had gotten tested. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I didn't do my due diligence just to like check up on you. I just that's crazy. I mean, I'm thankful that like you're you recovered and it was only a mild case. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, less fortunate circumstances for other people that have been affected by it. But uh, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, how many other people have been impacted by it or like infected by it since? Um, since then or like has been kind of low numbers i i don't know the numbers. i don't re- i don't remember them but um sun valley um ketchum and blaine county as a whole actually made international news because at one point our infection per capita rate was higher than that of new york city um there's not oh a yeah there's not a lot of year-round residents here and so many of them got sick you know we we cater to a very, very cosmopolitan clientele. You know, we had a lot of guests coming in from Seattle, from New York, from Southern California. And, and we didn't realize, you know, how serious this was going to be. And, and people were still checking in and, and then they were going sick. And unfortunately, you know, some of our guests have, have since now died. And we didn't, reala- oh yeah, we didn't realize that this was happening, I think, until it was too late. Mm. yeah i guess that's the case for a lot of different places right mm-hmm. now um just not like not necessarily like just in the parks or resorts themselves but just just anywhere i mean it's well, oh, I- I'm, I'm waiting for it to end like more than anything it's uh yeah it's just luckily i've been working from home for the past month and a half since it happened um but yeah it's at this point, it is what it is. We'll get through it. We'll we'll hang in there. It's just going to take a little more time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that when things – I don't think things will return to normal. I think we'll have a new normal. And I, I think that we will focus more on human connection, more on, more on our friends and, and on things that are, are important, you know, l- less about material things and, and more about connection. Yeah, I can definitely see that being a positive coming out of a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to some some good stuff, some happy thoughts. Um, I got got a few questions that I ran, I already ran by you, uh, mm-hmm. and then I figured at the end, yeah, we'll just chat and you know share our experiences, maybe some funny you know experiences and um, crazy, sad, whatever uh, comes to mind for both of us. Um, so to start, um, why don't you give the people just a brief background on? you know, on you, like a, just a bio, where you grew up, like how your outdoor passion became a thing 
and which what got you into the parks and also what parks you've worked at because i know you've been um, been around quite a bit and have been able to experience quite a few different places Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in northern Michigan in a town called Gaylord. Uh, it's very small there. There's 3,500 people in the town, maybe 20,000 in the county. So th- there's not a whole lot going on. Um, but it is kind of the, the golf mecca of the Midwest, they called it. There are 30 golf courses with 30 minutes of downtown. So I kind of grew up in, in a resort area, you know, in a in the tourism sector. And uh, once I, gra- I graduated from Catholic high school and graduated with 27 other kids, so to say I grew up sheltered is kind of an understatement. <laughs> and, and so I, I went off to college, but it wasn't really my scene. I was having a hard time like with my classes and, you know, my, my grades dropped and I ended up having to drop out after three semesters. And I was living back at home I, I, a while, but I, I quit my job and I was just Honestly, I was being kind of a hood rat. And my dad said to me, my dad said to me, you either need to get a job or you need to get out of my house. And I was reading the local paper, as one used to do back in 2007, reading through the, uh, the classifieds. And I, I find this advertisement that says, great snow, great pay, apply today. So I apply with this ski resort out in Park City, Utah. Um, not for hotels. I'd never worked in a hotel before, but actually with the ski school taking care of kids um, with the indoor program. And I interviewed and it went really well. And they offered me a job. They said, okay, we need you to be here in three weeks. And I sat down with my dad and I said, I need you to drive me to the airport next week. And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, well, where are you going? I said, I'm going to move to Utah. And he's kind of like, well, what, what the heck, Alyssa? What are you doing? And I said, oh, I, I got a job. I'm just going to move to Utah. It's, it'll be fine. And it was. It was, an ama- it was an amazing time. I had a great first winter there. And, um, you know, it's hard not to have fun when you're looking after 104-year-olds every day. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my first taste of, of seasonal life. And I was, I was very young. I was. 19. So a lot of my friends were 25, 27, 30. And they had been doing kind of this seasonal thing for a long time. And they would spend their winters in Park City and they would go to Maine or California or down to Baja. They would go into Florida. They'd go to all of these different places in the summers and work there. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do that too. So I moved to Mackinac Island, Michigan that summer. I did um, a summer and a half in Mackinac. It's, it's a state park in Michigan. It's eight. It's an island that's 8.3 miles around. And 80% of the island is, I guess you could say that is my first parks experience. And I started working at a front desk there. And I, I was never given like a leadership position there per se. I never moved into management there. But my second summer, you know, I kind of was a role model to the other girls at the desk. I was given more responsibilities. Um, I actually, for part of the summer, got to be kind of, um, what did we call it, like the groups person. So when a group would come in off of the boat, I would meet them and I would kind of give them the lay of the land. This is the hotel and these are our activities. And, you know, welcome to Mackinac Island. You have 
And I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, moved to Europe for a while, which is completely unrelated to, you know, anything parks or seasonal life. So that's a, a whole other story. And when I came home, I started working for a ski and golf resort in my hometown um, at the front desk. But then I got the opportunity to learn night audit. I got the opportunity to work some food and beverage events. I actually got to be the Easter Bunny one year. Um, I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I know, random. And then I helped our general manager open a coffee shop because I had a second job working for a coffee chain um, as a barista where I worked my way up to a shift leader. So not only was I making the coffees, you know, I was balancing the tills. I was, you know, helping with the scheduling. I was doing the order and the inventory. So that was my, my first step into management. And then, um, what was I trying to say? That was my first step into management, kind of a, a more leadership role kind of carried me forward. So when I got back into seasonal life in 2014, I already had some leadership experience. Um, I spent three winters and two summers in Death Valley. I spent two summers in Denali in Alaska. Most recently, I spent the summer in Glacier, and now here I am in Sun Valley. And I threw out all of that. I traveled all the way from front desk agent to my title now is guest services manager overseeing a staff of 30 people. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think you you had, what, is about 10 of us in Glacier is about are the size of our team. Um, well, not, I don't, it's not including the Bellman, but the Bellman is probably about 15, 16, something like that. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, and like, what, how, can, do you, how old were you when you first like stepped into that, um, that first like leadership management role that you were talking about? Oh goodness. When I was at Big B, that would have been 2012. So I was like 26, 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 25, 26. Okay. And before that you really had no prior leadership or man- management experience in, in anything. No, no, well, I mean, I'm a natural born leader. Um, I'm right. a Virgo. I'm an older sister. Um, you know, I, I ran for student council a couple times when I was growing okay. up. Um, so I've always, you know, kind of had natural leadership abilities, but yeah, working, working up was kind of my first official like leadership role. And then that kind of, you know, prepared me for successes when I was in Death Valley, my first winter, um, at the end of the winter, they actually approached me to be like a, a shift leader in Death Valley, but it was getting hot. My friends were leaving and I said, you know, I, I appreciate this, this opportunity, but I'm going to move to Alaska because I have friends up there and it's not going to be 130 degrees. And I went up to Alaska and we had a very, a very strange summer up there. So in the span of about eight weeks, I went from front desk agent to night auditor to rooms blocker to um, front desk lead or front desk supervisor. And at the end of that summer, our GM approached me and asked me if I wanted to be the assistant front desk manager the following summer. Wow. Yes. That's, um, that's such a quick progression. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I I kind of had a similar situation uh, my first summer in Glacier in 2018. Um, about a month, month and a half into the season, uh, one of the assistant guest service managers was, um, she owned like a property business or something like that uh, with her son back uh, back home. I, I think, I can't remember exactly um, where, where she was from, but uh, she, that, she had that business, so. Um, she was there during that summer for fun. It was like one of her multiple summers there. And her son was kind of struggling uh, with the business back home. So she decided to leave um, about a month and a half into the season. And it was, it was between me and one of the other um, GSAs, uh, guest service agents, that uh, they decided to like, or were looking at to promote to assistant guest service manager. And like um, the other girl ended up getting the job and she did a fantastic job. But uh, um, I had like, so I had that on my almost on my plate uh, within a few short weeks of not having any guest service experience whatsoever. Um, that was my first summer doing it or anything like that. And then when I got to the Grand Canyon, um, I started working in November and right towards like mid-December towards like the beginning of the new year, um, I got promoted to lead guest service agent. So um I feel like that's a that's a common trait in like in the parks is like there's really quick opportunities to to move up mm-hmm. um, and to kind of get that experience like that resume experience. I know I definitely enjoyed it um, just because being a business major myself like that's you know it was a great resume experience. Um, but I mean, yeah, you said that you. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know about like your your food and beverage and like your other. Um, experience outside of like you know the the front desk experience that's uh that's actually new to me <laughs> yeah you know I've, I've I've dabbled I certainly wouldn't I wouldn't say that I have you know a lot of food and beverage experience I wouldn't I don't think I would be qualified to be like a dining room manager but if you needed somebody to come in and like bus tables and and make coffee and you know seat somebody I could do that I could run your cash register for you <laughs> yeah um kind of like the jack of all trades master of none exactly that is that is absolutely yeah. it yeah and like i think i think that's another perk about like the parks and resorts is that if you want to move between like different departments you have that opportunity as long as you prove yourself and mm-hmm. you know kind of show you're a hard a hard worker mm-hmm. um, at least that's how i saw it in the canyon like in the canyon you could kind of go wherever you kind of wanted to and that's what a lot of people did because I got tired of one thing and moved to something else. And um, especially being at like a year round place because you worked um, what so it was you said it was three and a half years. Is it three and a half years consecutively that you lived in Death Valley? Um, it, yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite that long. I let's see the fall of 14, the fall of 15 when I came back. In 16, I then stayed, when I came back in the fall of 16, I then stayed until the spring of 19. So I'm not, I'm not very good at basic math. (laughs) I'm not either. I'm, we're, it's, I currently have a random project in my backyard trying to build a fire pit and I realized how quickly my math skills have really gone to waste. (laughs) Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so with, with Death Valley, you know, I, I twice. And then when I came back for the third time, I actually was supposed to come to Glacier that summer, that spring of 17. 
And I, you know, I had spoken with Vicky and Amanda and I was going to come back as an assistant manager. I was going to come up there as an assistant manager. And a few weeks before leave, the manager um, of the inn at Death Valley, she up and left. And our operations director came to me along with the front desk manager for the ranch, uh, the inn sister property. And they, we, we want you to take this position. And I was like, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm excited. I really want to move up, which is why I'm going to Glacier. But I don't know if I'm ready. Like, this is a huge project. This is, at the time, it was 66 rooms. It's a, a, a diamond hotel. You know, it's a historic hotel of America. It's this, I mean, it's, it's legendary. And they, you know, they, they took me under their wing, especially the other front desk manager, Edna. And she said, you know what, I believe in you. I know that you can do this. I know you'll be a success. And, you know, I, I, I just jumped in with both feet and it was scary. It was very scary at first. I had to work really hard to, to earn the respect of, of the staff up there. Some people have been working at that hotel for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I really survived and I, I thrived up there. I loved it. Um, and I learned so, so much. Yeah. And from what, from what you told me too, there was a point in time for a while that, you know, you're, I mean, you, you were working at like a, a four diamond hotel and they were doing construction somewhere that was um, kind of taking away from, I guess the overall guest experience, like, I, I don't know. Can you, can you like explain like kind of what that was like the construction there? Of course. Absolutely. Uh, let me start by saying that, you know, this is only my opinion sanctioned by Zantera. I don't represent them anymore. This is, this is solely what I think. Um, but right. yeah, they, Mr. Anschutz made the decision to invest um, over a hundred million dollars in, in his property in Death Valley. And for a while, what would it be? For about seven months, the hotel was actually completely closed to the public. And they remodeled every single guest room. They remodeled the, the restaurants, they, the, the pool area. They built um, 22 new units. I mean, they, we're really, they were really stepping up the game there. And it was amazing when it was finished. It's so beautiful there. Um, if, if people have never been to Death Valley go, go. You, you think it's going to be like this very bleak place. Um, it's actually the largest national park in the lower 48. It's mm-hmm. a million acres. And it's just in, an incredible, incredibly beautiful park. And this is a, a wonderful, beautiful hotel. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very hard because they kept saying, okay, we'll reopen on this day and then we'll reopen on this day. And it, it kept getting pushed back as they, you know, added to the project. And one of my, one of my, my biggest projects, one of the hardest things I've had to do is to, to continually call our guests and say, I'm, I'm sorry, the hotel's October 15th. Can I reschedule you for November? Can I reschedule you for December? I'm sorry, you can't come for Christmas. Um, but when we finally did reopen in February, it was, I mean, the, the response was immediate. Guests who have been coming there, you know, their whole lives were just so impressed. Everybody says it was absolutely worth the wait. Um, wow. And then I got that, that experience of, of opening this hotel back up from, from nothing from the beginning. 
and retraining staff, training new staff, um, you know, setting the standards, setting our, our goals for our team and, and really trying to, to take this project on. And that, I mean, it was huge. And, and that kind of gave me a leg up then when I came to Glacier and, you know, we're opening for the season and, and I kind of saw these little things happening and, and, you know, was able to throw out some ideas to Vic and, you know, they've, they've reopened this hotel, I don't know, a hundred times, but being able to come in with a mm -hmm. fresh set of eyes and, and say, well, what about this? Or what if we tried something this way? And, and I mean, that was, that was very neat. That was cool for me to be able to do that. Yeah. And for those who don't know who we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Amanda uh, Rucko and Vicki Murphy. Amanda is the assistant lodging director for Glacier Park Lodges or Glacier National Park Lodges. And Vicki is the, the head uh, director of lodging for Glacier National Park Lodges. And they are, I mean, yeah, they, they have so much experience opening up like Glacier, like the properties that, you know, um, are run by Glacier National Park Lodges. And they, they do it so well, like huge kudos to them. I hope they're kind of listening because um, I miss both of them. They were um, just great people to work for. And yeah, I mean, like, I remember, I do remember you kind of like throwing out those ideas, like as we were in training, uh, management training, um, where we first met and kind of going through the whole process. Cause we had, we had a great group of managers, um, during, uh, during that last season. We absolutely, we did. We did. We, we worked with a lot of very, very smart, very motivated, you know, very driven people. I mean, everybody was just so cool. Like, I loved that. I thought we had a great team. And, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I'm not there this year. Yeah, because, I mean, it's – because you, you're currently furloughed right now, and you were planning on going back up. But, uh, I mean, that's – I was, I mean, it's just the way things are right now with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. You know, it, it was a very – it was a very tough decision. Not, I mean, not only do I love – you know, working for them, but the Many Glacier Valley is incredible. I mean, it's so beautiful and I'm not, I'm not this wild adventurer like you. I'm not going to climb five mountains in six days or, you know, hike 45 <laughs> miles in 24 hours or, you know, that, that's not me. I'm, I'm the one who's like taking a nap in her hammock in the sun or, you know, reading a book by the lake and, and drinking a beer, you know, wandering around looking for wildflowers yeah i mean that's i mean that's such the the great part about at least i think almost pretty much every park is that there's people that have their own interests mm -hmm. you know there are the hikers that are avid about getting out there backpacking or hitting the trails and hiking every trail manageable and then there's the people that just enjoy being there and the, you know the simple things like they don't have to go out and you know hike all these trails just to, like to experience the park i mean even though highly recommend it and um, especially in Glacier because you there's like and there's over 720 miles of trails there to explore and but yeah like there's so many people that come there just to enjoy the place for what it is and the simple things like laying out on the uh the deck on the mini Glacier Hotel or even like sitting in on the porch um especially during opening like we were, we were over there um it was just uh, us few employees or the handful of employees between us and Swift Current that were um, opening up these properties, like chilling on the back deck, um, hanging out with the Swifties on the front porch of Swift Current Motor Inn. Um, 
because I feel like uh I mean what what are what are your opinions? Do you feel like we between Many Glacier and Swift Current, like there's generally the same employee culture or you think there's some differences there? I mean, I think overall the the vibe was the same. There's definitely a, a lot of differences between the two hotels and between employees that that work in, in both hotels. Um, Swift Current to me was a lot more laid back, you know, just as a whole. Um, I mean, I have a lot of really great friends that work at Swift Current. Yeah, we had, uh, I mean, as far as like the management team, we had Josh, Joe Vance. Um, we had Alex, Alex Nichols, and we also had Nate um, on the housekeeping side as far as like rooms and uh, guest services. And like we, that there's, that's the kind of bond that like, I'll cherish forever. Just like, you know, we had the bond with our, our employees, but we also had the, the management bond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember the days like when things were slow and, you know, just calling up each other, calling properties, like saying, Hey, like, what's up? And, like, what's, what's going on down there on your end? You know, <laughs> we're trying to sell, sell more rooms than you. So we got a few left and <laughs> we're going to sell them kind of just the, uh, the selling wars that we, what we would have. And um, even like, not even just like Swift Current and, many glacier but between all properties because we had lake mcdonald um and Apgar, mm-hmm. and like we all just you know we had that email chain going between all the managers or the like guest service managers um and we <laughs> like the amount of memes and like the the funny stories and antics that kind of went through those emails was was also was like kind of it gave it a little boost of like uh, emotion and happiness um during like those those tough days because um, as managers, like we faced, um, quite a few tough days and tough, um, situations. Um, I'm sure you've experienced them, um, a lot in your res- the resorts you've been in and also the parks. So I'm kind of interested, like, you know, what's, what were some of the challenges to, um, growing into the management roles that you're in? Oh my goodness. I mean, that's, that's, one of the best parts I think is, is finding these challenges and, and taking them on. You know, I've, I've had everything from staff that in this hotel for 30 years, you know, like earning their respect is, you know, was huge for me. Um, I had a, a bellman who was a Vietnam vet. And when I, when I started working, you know, as the manager of, of the hotel and he was like, you know what, you are, you're a child. You know, what are, what are you doing up here? And then when I left, by the time I left a few years later, he was like, you have done such an awesome job. You are so smart. You've brought so much to this team. Like, I really appreciate your dedication to this hotel. And like, it, it almost makes me teary eyed, you know, earning, earning his respect. Um, I've dealt with employees who have walked off the job. I have dealt with, you know, unruly guests who are, you know, they've, they've drank too much or they're just hostile or, you know, my, two of my, my quote unquote favorite guests were the one who um, grabbed me by the collar because we didn't have HBO. What? Yep. And the guest that caught a can and brought it to me at the front desk. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember that one. I mean, I, I could write a book about all of the, the crazy, you know, the crazy stories that I have, all of the challenges that I faced. Maybe with this quarantine time, I'll, I'll set the Netflix aside for a couple of days and start working on that. Yeah, that's, um, 
yeah, the amount of studies. I mean, there was a book. There was a book at Many Glacier too in the front desk that I think I think both Many and Swift Current had a book as far as like you know experiences or like stuff that happened um, that we like logged or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, being in the parks or resorts like in themselves can be a challenge at times, depending on what role you're in. But um, did you like? Do you feel like the the pressure was? Um, like there was extra pressure being in a management role? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, not to sound trite or cheesy, but like how do diamonds get made under pressure? You know, and Mm -hmm. I, I've really, I've really grown a lot in these positions and, you know, I've been very blessed. I think in, in the questions that you sent me ahead of this, you asked me about, you know, my mentors and my and at every hotel that I have worked for from the beginning, like I have worked for some very strong, very re- remarkable women. That's not to say I haven't worked with a lot of, you know, a, a lot of men as well. But um, I think in, in, in my hospitality experience, all of, these, all of these hotels I've worked at, it's always been a woman that I've worked mm-hmm. under, you know, straight from Mackinac Island, my very first boss up there, she was, I mean, I was terrified of her. She was amazing mm-hmm. with our guests. She ran that front desk like a ship. Like it was, there were rules and you followed them or you left. Wow. But, but I mean, like that was so inspirational. Look at this girl. She, um, she was younger then than I am now. Um, she was, I don't know, 25, 25, 26 at the time. But I'm like, look at this girl. Like she is running this whole hotel, like clockwork. Like that is amazing to me. And then moving to Otsego club, um, in Gaylord, I, I had a really awesome boss there as well. A very strong manager who, you know, not only cared about us as a company, you know, or, or as an employee, but she treated me like family. She treated me like I was her daughter. You know, if Mm -hmm. I was having a hard time. Um, this was you know, right after my mom had passed away. I actually started working there with a broken arm. Um, so I had like this giant mm-hmm. cast and anything I needed, anytime I needed it, um, I, I knew that I could call her. And that has really, you know, shaped the way now that I like to manage. You know, I, I have an employee here who told me, you know, when I first met you, like I was afraid of you, but you are so you're so, you know, you're so cool and you're so passionate about this. And that's when, that's why I love coming to work here because, you know, I, I think I found that balance between, you know, being, being tough on my staff because we, we want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to provide this, this amazing experience to our guests, but also like nurturing them, taking care of them, them like like a like a big sister would you know are you getting enough to eat are you drinking enough water maybe stop going to the bar so much and and read a book and you know how are things at home just you know really taking an interest in in your staff not just as an employee but like as a person and and ultimately as a friend yeah i think that's one of the the biggest things you have to do um as a manager um especially in places you know, that are more confined and secluded in the, in the many glaciers with current Valley. Um, you know, you're, you see 
everyone to some extent pretty much every day. You Mm -hmm. can walk around and be able to talk and chat with so many different people that you don't actually work with in the same department, but you're all in the same space. So Mm -hmm. to not see each other is, you know, almost impossible. And when it comes to like your staff, you know, those are the people working the front lines for you and um, investing in them and, you know, just even hanging out with them outside of work was super beneficial. Like, I feel like um, there, there is like, you know, like the border or like the line that, you know, you shouldn't cross between like being a manager and also being a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that early on in um, some of my other management experience in food manufacturing, but um, like with the people that we had um, this past summer at Glacier, I think, you know, we, I mean, it was just such a good team and like we, looked out for each other. Us managers looked out for each other between, you know, Swift Current, uh, Lake McDonald, and, like, we, we had fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, being in those, in those tight places and being in those um, those areas where, like, you're, you're seeing everybody every day and people are going through different things literally every day. Um, you know, it's important to, like, just check in on people, um, especially as, like, the season goes on because – that's the thing with seasonal jobs is that you start out strong and the enthusiasm does carry throughout the season to some extent, but you know, you know, you can only answer like so many questions about where the boat dock is, you know, on a regular <laughs> basis. Um, I mean, that's like, and it's, and even if you come back after like a second or third or multiple seasons, like that's something that's a part of, you know, the job is like, you're, answering the same questions that you answered a thousand times before that gets monotonous. You know, you deal with situations and people that, um, that get, you know, frustrating or can, you know, bring out like, you know, some, some negativity in the situation. And like, from our perspective as managers, it's just important. to like, not only look out for each other and the managers, like what we were doing and, but also look out for our, our team and our employees. And, um, I would definitely say that, you know, what, Austin, Austin Gerald introduced me to you in orientation. Um, I feel like right away I could kind of tell, like, I think this gal runs a tight ship. And um, I think I think you did, but in a very good way, just because mm-hmm. I I learned a lot from you um, that this past summer or last summer, um, as far as like your management style and like how um, how well we work together, just because like, you know, I think a part of that was just knowing like your management style and kind of trying to adapt my style to that and to make like the ship run as smooth as like, as you do. And you did a fantastic job. And thank you. I, like I said, I I miss it almost pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, that's, I I just miss it, man. It's, um, it's one of those things where you, you form those bonds. And I feel like this year, um, between the, my past two summers in both 2018 and 2019 in Glacier, between Swift Current and Mini Glacier, um, from the guest service end and also like some of the other departments, like the management team was just awesome. Like 2018, I had Sarah Spencer. Um, shout out to you, Sarah, if you're listening. Love you, miss you. Um, she was a fantastic manager. Um, she had been there for multiple years. And also Marva, Marva Holtzum was the guest service manager at Swift Current during that time in 2018. And she was our uh, assistant location manager for a while during uh, 2019. And just so blessed to have like that, like such good management over the past couple of years. And to be a part of that last year myself was even 
more special for me, um, especially because within the span of a year, um, within two seasons, like being asked to come back as an assistant guest service manager just felt like an honor and a privilege in itself. And mm-hmm. um, with that, um, that kind of just leads me into the question as far as, you know, some people like go to these parks to just work, you know, and experience the parks, which is perfectly fine. Um, but others, you know, they have opportunities to grow in, in their career and also pursue that. And for those that are maybe looking to do that, what advice would you give to those looking for either a management role eventually in the parks or a resort or trying to progress from where they are now up higher? Oh my gosh. I think that if you have the the drive and the motivation to, you know, and you want to move into management, the national parks are such a great place to do it or, or resorts in general, such a, a great place to do it. You know, these, these places have, have over. Um, so you'll, you'll have the opportunity to, to move up pretty quickly. I think you just, you know, work hard, learn, learn your hotel, learn your, learn your park. You know, I can recite facts about, about Denali in my sleep. Now I can tell you more about Denali than you could ever want to know. And, (laughs) and that definitely helped me get ahead, you know, and, you know, be, be open, be honest, go to the people who are in leadership and say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to move up. How do I do that? What can I do? What can I do to work harder? What can I do to be better? And if you have a, a good, strong manager, like they, they will teach you. They, they want you to learn. Um, I worked with a manager one time who said, you know, I manage you so that one day you can have my job. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, because I, all of us are trying to move up. And if I want to someday be a rooms director or be an operations manager or what have you, which I absolutely do, um, then I should be cultivating the talent below me. I should be cultivating those, those line level employees, those front desk agents, those bellmen, so that when the time comes, they're able to move up. You know, I, I want to see them become leads and supervisors and, and managers in their own right. And I think that hospitality is very cool because you don't necessarily need to have a degree to thrive in, to thrive in this career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, would ha- it would help, but it's more about – it's not even about the technical skills. Like you can, you can teach somebody about budgeting. You can teach somebody how to – how to manage a staff or how to create a, a staffing guide. You know, you can teach somebody product inventory, but what you can't teach them is, you know, kindness. You can't teach somebody empathy. You can't teach them Absolutely. excitement for, for where they are. But I think if, if you can exhibit, you know, those, those personal traits, the rest of it, you can learn. Yeah, I'm, I always heard, like, I know when I was being cultured and, like, kind of trained for my uh, guest service lead role in the Grand Canyon at the El Tavar, um, the manager, she said to me, she's like, I can teach you this stuff, but, like, I can't actually, I can't teach, like, you know, the stuff with people. And that kind of stuck with me just because I do feel like it is true. Um, and, like, between, when you jump back and forth between parks, like, you're going to deal with different clientele to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be, you have to be one willing to adapt to the different kinds of people and also, um, 
be willing to develop those skills to like work with different people. And that's not only on the, like the guest side, but also the employee side, because um, like in Glacier, for example, like there are, you know, folks that, you know, are retired and like, you know, older in age and more wiser. And they come to these places just to experience the park and work a job and make money at it. They're not there for like any, um, any anything extravagant like they just want to experience the parks just like we do and Mm -hmm. that there's some like you know some traditional values and different like you know there's like an age gap there too between the younger staff and um older staff but um making that work as a manager is super crucial and i feel like the dynamic of park employees like with how open and you know just how how many kind people i've met i think that despite like any traditional or, you know, age or cultural or whatever differences, like people are willing to work together, um, not because they have to, but because they want to. And if you can culture that fun while also like, you know, establishing rules and guidelines for what to do and how to do it, um, Mm -hmm. that's what makes the team so effective. And that's what I felt um, my past couple seasons in Glacier is like, especially this last season being a part of the management staff and like, like I said, checking in on the employees and like looking out for, uh, for everyone, because we had our, our own staff changes um, a couple of times. We, especially with like, you know, with night audit, we had to change some stuff up there and um, you and I had to go back and forth between um, night audit shifts as managers, which we didn't foresee, but we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't mind it. You know, having that hotel empty um, overnight is quite an experience. Yeah, it's kind of spooky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not quite as spooky as, as I would think. I think, um, I mean, the thing that baffled me the most was even though I was tired at the end of the shift, like my sleep cycle just still didn't like bounce back the way I wanted it to, mm-hmm. um, which was like kind of a bummer. But, you know, having that fire going in the fireplace too um, was so nostalgic. I was telling Joe about that in the last episode. It was like, you know, uh, like keeping that fire going was just something I did throughout the night. Like, cause I got, we would get done to work super early. And then before we had to roll the date in opera, we were, you know, we had hours to kill. So it was just very relaxing, but, but yes. yeah, anyway, I mean, aside from that, just, yeah, overall, um, everything you touched on as far as, you know, how to progress in management um, is so true. And, Hard work truly does not go unnoticed in the parks. Um, If you are like, because these, like the higher level management, like they're always checking in, Mm -hmm. seeing how things are going and like looking out for you, which is awesome. And if they see like, you know, someone is excelling or, you know, like putting forth the effort, like that's going to get noticed. And um, it's so important for um, those that are going back and forth between parks is that, you know, keep putting forth that effort. And especially like with properties like Xantera properties um, that have multiple properties that you can go back and forth between um, that gives you the greater chance to um, apply for different roles. If you decide to go to another park. Mm -hmm. So um, if you can get those recommendations and you've proved yourself in one place that that carries over into another park. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And not, not just Zantara, you know, we, we both come from Zantara, but there are, you know, there's Aramark, there's Forever Resorts, there's all of these companies that are doing the same thing in parks across mm-hmm. the country. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely. Um, not just Zantara. It's 
so many different um, great companies that are like that allow you to do this and do have um, great structures like to progress and move up and give you the ability to be flexible and uh, switch around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have uh, some few remaining minutes here. I thought it'd be awesome just to sit here and chat about some either experiences that you and I have shared together or like just go back and forth and share some uh, some funny, happy, sad um, moments either in management or just in the parks themselves that we've experienced. Of course, of course. Well, first of all, for those of you that don't know how Dalton and I became friends, I would like to say that Heidi's Coffee Shop is the best place <laughs> in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, nothing will perk us up faster than a huckleberry mocha and an iced caramel latte. Yes, then we made those, <laughs> so those many, shift change runs. We, <laughs> how many, that, that, was like, that was our thing. Mm-hmm. How many gallons of coffee did we drink last summer? Oh, I don't even want to know. Too many. I mean, and it, like this day, like you, you always asked for the skim milk too. And then <laughs> you know, like when we're, I think it was skim milk, like you asked when they were going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Soy milk. Yeah. I'd be like, do you guys have yeah. soy milk? They're like, oh, you can buy this one. I'm, like, I'm not paying an extra $3 for soy milk. So I drank, I drank whole milk all summer and it was probably better for me, but I don't know. I like what I like, you know? I like to be fancy. Yeah, I like I mean, to be a little bougie, put my pinky up and, and drink my Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean it's not it's not hard to find your favorite um drink in Heidi's. No. You know, like pretty much mm-hmm. like the baristas do a fantastic job of cooking those up really quick. Um yes. and on the days when like the espresso machine was down, like a part of me died for that day. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. not being able to get coffee, but uh but yeah. Um also the Swift Current soft serve ice cream machine also is a big go-to with the, um, <laughs> was, I think it was the mixed berry and vanilla blend yes. um, out of the, uh, the camp store. I mean, that, those were, those were also some go-to um, snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, that, that's the one thing I, I, I kind of wish many, like the hotel did have um, was a little more like um, of a camp store option, but, that's the one thing that's the one benefit of a, being so close to Swift Current is like we had this the camp store with the goodies, the snacks and everything just to run down super quick and run back up. Absolutely. And you know, you 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 mentioned that you almost died when the espresso machine was down. Let's talk about the time that I almost died going to Avalanche Lake. You and Alex Yeah, <laughs> you and Alex Nichols were like, Let's go on this hike. It'll be fun. It's so easy. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I'm here. You know, I knew Alex from before, but I'm like, I'm trying to make friends with with all this will be great. Let's let's all go. And I look it up online because I know that I'm not like as in shape as everyone else. And uh, so I'm looking at it and, and what I ended up looking at was actually the trail of the cedars. And I'm like, Oh, this looks so mm. easy. And then we go and yeah. we're going up this hill and up this hill and up this hill. And I'm like, where are we going? And you and Alex just take off and, and you know, poor Josh, God bless him. You know, I think that's, that's what solidified <laughs> our friendship was that day when I was like, Josh, just leave me here. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to leave you behind. And, you know, I finally get to the lake and, and you and Alex are like, Ta-da! And it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys! And and later you're like, yeah, but did you die? No. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, All right I then. Mean... Quit complaining. It was pretty. It was a nice hike. It was a good time. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, part of that was was because that was the first hike I got to do in the park, and honestly, that's the first time I got to do Avalanche Creek. 
Um, especially because if you try to get like good luck trying to get into the parking area or get on that trail in general during peak season, because it is impossible because it is just like on a, a bad section. Well, not a bad section to be going to the sun road, but it's like, it just fills up so quickly because one, it's one of the easier hikes on the West side or in the park in general, because it's so quick and short. And yeah, like I was, I was just excited to get on that trail because it's the first time being on there after hearing so much about it and not being able to do it the season season before. And also the fact there was nobody there mm-hmm. except for employees, which is what made it better. And it was beautiful. It was very pretty when we got there and I was grateful. But yeah, the rest of the rest of the summer and time you're like, do you want to go? I'm like, nope. They're like, how about I'm like, nah. And then you're like, well, do you want to do you want to go get a uh, cinnamon roll sundae? I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about those. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Johnson's Johnson's Cafe, man. Oh, any any food in St. Mary was just phenomenal, which is for how small that place is like it just it still blows me away. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two, two sisters, Johnson's um, Rising Sun Pizza. Um, Cattle Baron. Can't forget about Cattle Baron. You know, you were obsessed with the Cattle Baron. I thought it was all right. Uh, I, maybe you're just not as big of a steak lover as I am. That could be it. That could be it. It also could be the time that my that we ordered a bottle of champagne and my server gave it to me because she was afraid to open it herself. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, I think that's also where – no, that was not the first time I had a Shirley Temple. Um, that was the year before I had it at the Cattle Baron for, for the first time. But, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So I, I can't believe you um, – I forgot about the Cinnamon Roll Sunday. Oh, man. Oh, I, yeah, That thing was huge. Yeah, I have, I have not forgotten. Neither have my thighs. Were, <laughs> oh, my God. They were delicious. That, that's the uh, that's the post hike you know meal that you need that you need a, a country fried steak from Johnson's and they they serve their sides and family style so you're getting like a full bowl of mashed potatoes if you're ordering it for just two of you which I totally forgot about sometimes when I went there um but yeah just you know all the good food um one of my favorite moments was when. Like you, we were training in Cedar Park or Cedar Creek, sorry, Cedar Creek Lodge. And um, then we moved to Lake McDonald for a few days to kind of help out with the opening there. And we got the go ahead to head over and move into our spots in many. Mm-hmm. And you had yet to be over there. Alex, Josh, and I took a trip over there because um, I was just too eager to get over there. And I drove us up um, to move in and just seeing like your reaction to um, the Valley and also just walking into the hotel for the first time was like super special. Um, it was like, that, that's a part of me. Like it's awesome to share with other people. And like for you, like knowing that we we're going to be working together and like sharing this whole place together over the summer. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is like such a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, I mean, you would, you would talked it up and talked it up and talked it up. And, and I was like, no way. I mean, this is going to be a cool place, but no way is it going to be like this. And then I, I got there and it, you know, it blew me away. And, and you know, it was it was love at first sight with that hotel. I mean, it was, 
it was amazing running up and down the stairs for the first two weeks. Not that amazing, but, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cleaning fans yeah. and, and cleaning coffee makers. And, you know, I, th- I think that's that's when we became friends. You're listening to like death metal and I'm listening to <laughs> Justin Bieber and we're just running back and forth, emptying coffee makers, cleaning the fans, um, cleaning out spiders. Oh, my, yep. Yeah, there's definitely um, my taste in music is very uh, eclectic, very stark from what most people listen to mm-hmm. um, in the parks. Um, but, I mean, that's I mean that's just part of um, part of the park experience. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I this totally just came to mind that I forgot about. Um, it was the day before um, we were set to train our team for um for this like for the team for the front desk mm-hmm. and we we set a spa day uh or a, a manager's day out treat yourself day you in Austin. Mm-hmm. yeah treat yourself day we went to uh, i think it was meadow lakes resort or something like that i think is what it was called and we got massages which were amazing mm-hmm. um and then let's see we you got your I ears can't pierced I did. That's when I got my ears pierced. Um, and you guys were trying to sit there. Oh, can we sit with you? When I was like, no, go, like, go, go drink a beer. Go to the bar. I'll meet you over there when I'm done. Oh boy! And... It's like it's like I had my parents there, like or something like that, trying to watch me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's when I got my ears pierced. It was like because I I planned on doing that somewhat um, in the canyon. Um, I just didn't get a chance to or didn't find like a place I liked. And then I was like, Oh, like, you know, it's, we're at this point today. So I might as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, got my ears pierced there. Um, and that's when, that's also the same day that we, um, I think it, it was Ellen. Ellen wanted us to get stuff at Costco oh, God. and <laughs> you were, you were definitely, definitely tipsy. <laughs> um, walking through Costco, especially when we got to the alcohol section. Oh my god. And you you picked up a whole <laughs> case of like I, I think it was like twelve wine twelve or sixteen wine bottles. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with all these? And I forget what your response was. And we also walked past the um the sample table and the lady's like, Would you like to try our samples? You're like, I would absolutely love to try your samples. Just super enthusiastic and <laughs> ready to try some costco samples and that's all i bought at costco you know i I could have bought like enough shampoo for the summer i could have bought like some granola bars i could have you know been so responsible and what did i walk out of there with 12 bottles of cheap red wine and you know how many bottles i had left at the end of the summer that i took to that that big that big party that we had eight I had I donated oh eight of those bottles to that party. It was not mine. Well, and like also, I remember because um, I was the one that carried it up to your room for you too. Mm-hmm. And I walk in the lobby, and there's like a lot of the employees were sitting in the lobby on the Wi-Fi or trying to get internet, and people are just looking at me with this case of wine. I'm like, this is what happens when your manager is drunk, and she goes to Costco. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, uh, oh man. Hey, well, it was, it was a good memory. It's a fun memory. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe like, I just now thought of it, like talking about it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like we had that whole, just that whole day out. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we got right into training our, our kiddos, our, our team. Our kiddos. Most of them were, like, old enough to be our mom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But that, that was that was so awesome because the uh, that, that was such a big surprise to me because 2018, uh, we only had, uh, I think – I think Austin was the oldest one on our team in 2018, and he didn't come in until like halfway through the summer, mm-hmm. um, at least from what I remember. Uh, it was a young staff, and then this year or this past summer, you know, we had a, a slightly older staff, and that that was so much fun because we had you know we had Maureen, Susan, um, Sandra, like, and like that's what I was talking about earlier. Is like you know, part of being a manager is like you know, or just being a part of a team like that in general is like bridging the gap between like a younger demographic and also an older demographic. And it, it was so much fun. We made it work because like, um, I think I remember Susan spe- uh, specifically, like some of the stuff, like the way she would talk to guests, like in a, in a funny way was mm-hmm. like, it was hilarious to listen to. Yeah. She's definitely laid back. And then um, Maureen was a retired emergency room nurse. And I really, I really garnered a lot of, a lot of knowledge from her because you know, she stayed calm no matter what. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we would have literally, literally a hundred people trying to check in and there are, there are suitcases that are missing and like the, the, the computers keep going in and out or, you know, whatever's happening. It's like, it's chaos. And she would just say, you know what, take a second, take a breath. Nobody is going to die today. Like we're not saving right. lives. This is a hotel we're all going to be fine. And I'm like, you know what? You are right. You are absolutely right. And then coming here to Sun Valley, and I remember it was it was Christmas week, and and it was just it was chaos, as you can imagine, holidays in a ski resort, and you know mm-hmm. I, I had some staff that were getting a little anxious, and and that's what I said to them. I said, you know, everybody's gonna end up in their room, all of the luggage will get where it needs to go. Nobody, nobody is going to die. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be fine, and and they were like you're right. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Maureen. Thank you. I miss you so much. <laughs> Shout out to Maureen mm-hmm. for such a great saying. Yeah. And I, you like one of your, I know one of your sayings were like heads and beds. Yep. That was a common saying. Um, always, whenever we tidied up the, the back of the office or tidy up the desk in general, I would say tidying up with Marie Callender and you would say tidying up with Marie Kondo. Cause I would always purposely mess it up just to make, make fun of it. A clean home is a happy home. Like, do, do these documents spark joy? No. Let's throw them away. Does this <laughs> lost and found spark joy? No. Let's get it in the cupboard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> lost and found. That's, that's, a, that's a whole nother, oh, a whole nother thing in itself. And luckily, we had that new, um, that new system mm-hmm. um, this year or this past summer. I keep saying this year like it was yesterday. That's yesterday. Kind of just... Yeah, because that's kind of where my heart is mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had that that lost and found system. Thankfully, that made so everything so much easier. Um, the amount of candy that we went through too was staggering. I mean, oh my god, we bought candy off of Amazon f- so frequently. I mean, those boys and their leader hose, and they're out there chopping wood, and then they come back in and and they need a snack. Those. Yeah, well, not only, not only that, but, like, other departments, like, the servers, like, would find out about it, too, and, like, sneak back there and grab some candy, and we're like, no, like, 
I'm not trying to be harsh, but like, no. Yeah, I mean, I would say no, but also, you know, if, if somebody's having a, a rough time or they had a bad shift or whatever, right. and I can give them an almond joy and some Skittles, and that's, you know, going to put a little pep in their step, like, I'm happy yeah, to that's help. True. I'm happy to help. I was, I was making the schmedium bucks. It was not a big deal. Like, whatever right. I can, whatever I can do to boost morale. Speaking right, of boosting yeah. morale, um, I challenge you and Eli to host a virtual hootenanny at some point. Ah, that's uh, that's quite an idea. I see. I thought of possibly like doing like a Facebook live, like me playing some songs, mm-hmm. um, some from the hootenanny and whatnot. Um, I but I it didn't even come to mind of like me and Eli trying to set something up to to make that work um because i'm gonna have him on an episode here short like the next few weeks um and we're gonna t- that's probably gonna be our main discussion is music in the parks mm-hmm. which i'm really excited to talk about but uh but yeah and speaking of that you you were always on me about when you wanted me to play um <laughs> oh hey uh, by the lumineers well not only that it was what was the other song um uh, uh, I don't remember. There were so many songs with like you know, just like singer songwriters off. And I'm like Dalton, you should sing this. Dalton, you should sing this. Dalton, you should sing this. And you're like, we'll see. It was Maggie by Rod Stewart. Yes, Maggie May. Yeah. Maggie May. Uh-huh. That, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Kayla Long. Shout out to Kayla Long and her amazing paintings. She, I just got my painting in the mail the other day, and along with like a little index card note, she had a picture of me and Ellen standing up at the mic during one of the hoot nannies mm. and Ellen's like smiling and she must have said something funny because like the way my mouth looks I'm like wide open and like it looks like I'm laughing and um I'm sure it was just something witty and funny that's something Ellen said which was very frequent with her which is why we all mm-hmm. love her um but yeah yeah, I mean, at, at Glacier, you know, people say never miss a Monday. And that like relates to going to the gym or like going for a run or, or you know, doing doing all that. But at Mini Glacier Hotel was do not miss that hoot nanny. And even, you know, if I was at work, I was sitting. If it was my day off, like I would hide up in my little my little cubby up there at the top of the stairs, you know, and, and watch from up there. And it just. Like it sometimes was the highlight of my week. And, and I, I said that, you know, I said that to you and Eli to your face and I'll say it again. Like that to me was like, it was such a pick me up um, every week, every week. I knew you guys are going to sing my favorite songs. You're going to sing songs that are going to become my favorite songs. And like, it was, it was such a big part of my summer. And I know, no, I, I know mean, you guys, I, yeah, you I know. know you guys worked really hard on that. And sometimes it was very frustrating for you. Um, but I I loved it, and that was a bit that really made my summer. Yeah, I I can't appreciate it enough. That's that means a lot. It's uh, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, the Many Glacier Hoot Nanny is a long-standing tradition. Um, back in the Ian Tippett days, um, rest in peace, Mister Tippett. Um, he passed away this year, which is super sad. He is, oh man, a legend of, you know, Glacier and many glacier itself but um you know back in um like the 70s 80s or like way back when when mr ian tibbet was running the hotel he would um they would hire he would look out for um musically inclined or like talented um employees to um 
work the hotel. So like, for example, um, the servers during a certain time, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be people in the uh, Money Glacier Swift Current um, group page that can relate to this or have worked there. And if you have, please let me know, because I would love to hear about these experiences. Um, but like, for example, the servers would, uh, waitresses and waiters would um, dance and sing um, during uh, some certain time slots while at dinner and other times throughout the day in the restaurant, the Tarmigan dining room. And um, there were employees that would host um, musical performances in the lobby. Um, and then it kind of changed spots throughout the years because uh, they, they had to do renovations on the hotel. Um, they also had the uh, St. Moritz room where they did plays and musicals and whatnot. So as far as music and entertainment, that is a long standing tradition at the Many Glacier Hotel and the like, just in that area of the park in general, um, Many Glacier is referred to as the showplace of the Rockies for that reason, and it's all thanks to Mr. Ian Tippett. Um, and that's why that's why Eli and I did it. Um, my first summer, 2018, being in that hoot nanny, um, that crew was four of us that did it. Um, that tradition was kind of dying out over the years, and we brought it back to life that year, which is so special. And then Eli and I tried to carry that on in 2019 and we had a few you know employees that would play uh, but no one consistently like we would um and we had some guests play too but yeah that's that's a big part of the summer and eli is going back this summer um mm-hmm. yeah he is uh I'm, which i'm really grateful for um as long as everything still works out and he's going back he he said he's gonna still gonna carry on the uh the hoot nanny and playing music so i really hope that he gets to find people that will play with them and uh, keep that going. But uh, when I have him on a podcast, that's mainly what we're going to talk about is the music and all. But yeah, I love playing music for you guys and having the employees there, especially the last performance, bringing all of you up to sing uh, Country Roads or Bumpy Roads mm-hmm. um, with us. And oh man, what, a, what an emotional performance. Oh my gosh, that, that whole night, like I would... I would be okay, and then I would look over at, um, like, Taylor from Security, and Taylor's crying, so now I'm crying mm-hmm. again. And then I pull yeah. myself back together, and then I was sitting with Alicia, and Alicia would, like, reach out and, like, hold my hand, and I look at her, and she's crying, and now I'm crying again. And then, um, oh, what was her name? Spencer, the jammer. Like, that girl was just sobbing, and then I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sobbing, and I'm like, this is this is too much, but I, th- I think it really speaks volumes as to how close everyone became so quickly. And, and that was kind of our big goodbye to each other was, was that last, that last hoot nanny, you know, being able yeah. to, you know, being able to get all together to, to sing, to, to listen to you play. Yeah. It was, it was very emotional to say the least. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that Joe and I touched on in the last episode was you have X amount of time to get to know people and time mm-hmm. flies and you grow super close with like all sorts of people, um, some closer than others. And but to some capacity, like everyone shares that bond of being in such a beautiful place. And mm-hmm. even between properties, like people have friends, at other properties that, you know, um, that they know and got got to go over and see because mm-hmm. um, uh, Swift Current was the fir- is the first to close down on our side and like it was kind of like once that like that happens like many is like only a few days away from closing up and that's when you know it's just like it's it's the end 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just the part of the seasonal life is making those friendships and those relationships, and then saying goodbye. Some you some people you do see like because um, they'll go to different they'll go to the same parks, which is awesome. But other than that, like it's you know it's until the next adventure. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's never goodbye. It's always see you later. Exactly. That's 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 how it's always put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Alyssa, that's that's everything I have for for today. I can't thank you enough again for jumping on with me, sharing your experiences in management, and also just in your life in the parks and resorts in general. Um, this is I got to learn more about you, um, even despite being close to you already from. Um, just a short amount of time, but uh, as always, like hearing your voice today um, mm-hmm. is the highlight to end my week because um, I haven't I haven't heard enough in the past past couple months. So yeah, just just thank you so much for jumping on with me. Yeah, thank you, friend. This was this was fun. This was cool. I've never done anything like this before, so I was very excited to be able to to be able to participate and and I look forward to listening to all of your episodes and you know help us get through. The- quarantine and, and hopefully we'll all be back to work soon hopefully that's what we're all are all hoping and praying for mm-hmm. so so friend i wish you the best of luck on your current adventure and hopefully everything goes smoothly for you in sun valley and of course we'll still keep in touch but uh let's let's make it a point to uh, give some phone calls every once in a while yes definitely all right be good drink plenty of water i'll talk to you again soon all righty see you friend yep bye-bye well everyone that concludes episode two of the parkies podcast thank you so much for listening in and tuning into episode two um it was super great to hear Alyssa's voice and chat with her about the different experiences and perspectives she has gained over her years of working in different parks and resorts which is super cool and hopefully you guys got a different perspective as to what management life and the management side of working in these places is like because it was truly a great experience for me during my time there and also Alyssa has had some wonderful experiences as well and hopefully this encourages those who are currently in the park system and working in the parks to want to progress and seek opportunities to move up in their respective roles and Like I said before, if you are listening and you have not worked in one of these places, I definitely recommend it. There's plenty of opportunity out there, and hopefully you got that kind of vibe from this episode, but that's all I have for episode two. I cannot wait for episode three, but until then, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Parkies Podcast.